This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. This episode contains topics that may be triggering for some people. Viewer's discretion is advised. What's going on, everyone? This is another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And today, our guests are Kayla and Andy Izzard. Kayla and Andy, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. This is amazing. Thank you so much for having us. And like, we love your podcast. We love that the work that you're doing and just helping people have a platform to share their stories so that we know, you know, we're not alone than what we're going through. Yeah, we've been so excited to chat with you. So thank you for making the time. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. So, uh, well, we're married. For one thing. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's almost been 10 years, actually. Oh. Yeah. This year it'll be 10 years, which That's is just nuts to me. We That's got married amazing. pretty young. So we yeah. did. <laughs> a lot of life in 10 years, I'd, I'd say. But, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we have a son, Sammy, and he's two, so we're in the middle of the toddler parenting, which is so exciting. He's having a rest right now. Yeah, Yeah, he's having a quiet time. A quiet time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, basically, kind of our mission in life is similar to y'all's, honestly, like, we, um, Andy especially, has been through some stuff um, with his mental health and stuff like that, and I've been through it you know, as his partner and through entrepreneurship, through stuff like that, like just life is hard sometimes, I think for all of us. And what we've learned is that like the big unlock for us was community and connection and like actually having a safe space like this to share what we were going through at the time and get some feedback on it, get some, some, you know, oh, me too, or like some solutions, some help. Um, and so we started what we're calling the RAF project. It's our, our little baby movement right now, but it's basically just <laughs> trying to change the way the world does connection, trying to change the way that we talk to each other and the things we expect to hear from each other. So yeah, what I miss jump in here. No, I think you got it. Like, like honestly, most, most of the pain that I've personally felt in life has come from feeling broken and alone and somehow like, I don't know how you feel about language, but fucked up and like just inherently kind of broken in the process so like I just personally like over my life and in this movement like I think our goal is to help people hear stories uh, share those moments with everyone else who's also going through shit but it's like we just don't show it very much we we try and keep it pretty locked down and, and under wraps but like we're all going through something and if not give it three months and then we'll be going through something for sure so like <laughs> I just think the idea like we're we're not alone and like we're all so much more like than we are different that yeah. that's kind of our favorite thing to talk about and and we really want to change that I love that I love that we are really all going through something I just it's so funny 
this morning, I just rolled over and I read a little bit of a breathing magazine that I have. And I just hopped on Instagram and made a story. And I was just like, listen, sometimes life throws us anything. And mm-hmm. there's a, a a term that, or like a saying that people use is like, people say anything. Uh, so I was like, life just throws us anything and it, and it expects us to, you know, figure out, figure it out and navigate it. I was like, you know, and at the end of the day, I just want to let you know, you have it. And then just to turn around, cut my camera off and realize that, me and my wife have to lug this really, really long piece of furniture downstairs, <laughs> stuff it into one of our cars, take it up the road to exchange it because when it got delivered, it was broken. It was a king size bed frame in a <laughs> in a in a Hyundai Tucson, right? So, like, just a. And oh we're, we're we have all... the Tucson too, by the way. Oh. So car buddies. Ah. But yeah, no, I what would color is yours? Blue. Which blue? Is it like the the electric, like like blue blue? I think we might have the Which same you? car. <laughs> I love it. I knew we were supposed to connect on a. Oh my god! It's but a, a, it's a beat. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, like, but I still wouldn't want to be logging furniture back with it. No. Like it's not that kind Give of beast. But it was uh it was an experience. Oh god, <laughs> to say the least. And just growing your character exactly. Yeah. And that was like just the beginning of the day. Actually, uh. the night turning into the day. So we were really, you know. It had been so easy to allow that to dictate how I maneuver and how I moved this morning. Yeah. And was I going to let it bring me down? Was I going to just learn from it and go and just have a good day? So I think that's a big thing that we need to normalize is that we are in control of the narrative mm-hmm. and what awesome. we want. And what space and what we want to put in that space. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was great fodder for connecting with us today. Yeah. And making content for yourself is a real thing. Listen. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm with (laughs) you. A lot of this stuff that I put out, um, I'm like speaking to myself. So I'm like, I know that someone else needs to hear this. But at least I did. Oh, Somebody 100%. did. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. As long as like, we're, we're, it's totally fine to be making content for yourself because we're all work in progress. And yeah. like, none of us are promising perfection or it's like, oh, you'll never be stressed again. Like, shit, no. But like, you can manage it and like find community and other people are going through it. And then everything gets like five points easier. So five like, points. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Between, you know, it depends. <laughs> no, okay. So you talked about community and connection. And those are two things. Two of my three C's. I forget. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I had another one. And just that fast, it left me and it come back. But yeah. those are two two of my three C's, community connection. Um, and I think it might have been collaboration or something like that. But let's t- let's start with community because that's a that's a big, big part of what I do, what you are doing. Um, and let's start let's start there. What what is your ideal community? Mm. I mean, I think, well, for the RAF project, we have uh, four values basically, or like, like um, 
action statements. And I think they pretty much sum up the kind of people we're trying to be and the kind of people we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, we are safe. We like do what it takes to do our own work and so that we can hold space for other people. Second one is we listen and believe. Um, and that is Brene Brown's definition of empathy, basically. It's like, you know. You're a brownie too. I'm a Brene Brown fan. Listen, I love her. Yes. <laughs> He's like a super fan. Like he wins in like Brene Brown trivia with my friends, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> changed my life, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so our third one is we include, which is basically like, I think when you, unless you want to have a community that's based around kind of exclusivity, mm-hmm. you and what we want to do is base it around common values, mindsets, behaviors, not so much like, you know, anything else that we typically like divide. Like money and, and stuff like that stuff that really doesn't mean anything exactly yeah. men women not yeah. men not women I mean like you know it like yeah so we want a place where basically like if you can follow the rules and you give a shit about other people <laughs> you're invited here and that's when we work really hard um to make it accessible for like people who you know don't interact with the world in the same way as we do whether that's like vision hearing so we're trying. Yeah. Um, and then our last one is we are real. And one of our kind of tenets between ourselves is like, we go first. Mm. And so no one should be willing or like feel okay opening up if we're like locked up, not okay with our own stuff. Yeah. So we put it out there first and we are real. And that's, that's the kind of community that, that we want, at least that we yeah. wrote down. <laughs> and it's, and it's different for everyone, right? Like yeah. some people are looking for different communities at different times right. or around one particular issue where they just need someone who gets this thing. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, like this is not the exclusive community, but this is, this is something that we want everyone who, who will like open, openly accept other people to okay. be a part of like if they want to so yeah the exclusivity if if that's your thing then, then we may not be that that group but and that's fine yes there's plenty of groups out there for you yeah absolutely is that spider-man uh superman, superman? It was i just saw that side that <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what is it i don't know it's a bird it's a plane it's a bird <laughs> You're a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm such a nerd. I apologize. I love it. Um, I wish I let me see if I can spin my camera. Which way? This way? Yeah. So I don't know if you see, but oh, I have... you're a nerd. I love it. Aww. Oh my god, yup, yup. I have a, a B and I have an E on the other side, and this whole shelf is full of pops. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Full show. I'm like, so. you gotta keep your camera that way too. I feel like that's like that's a part of you. <laughs> it's the fun part. Maybe I'll keep it like this. Like you see all this, but then you see the fun part. <laughs> the nerd part. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I tap into it. And then my bookshelf is color coordinated. Um I have a little bit. Do you watch the home edit? Is that where you got that? What? watch the home edit on netflix is that where you um, got the color? i've always color coordinated everything i i can remember when me and my wife first got together we were sitting in our apartment 
and I was sitting on the floor because we didn't have furniture at the time. And of course, I, no one knows. <laughs> we had like the 196 pack of crayons. Yep. And I sat for hours and just put everything color coordinated order i love that my closet is color coordinated her side looks very much not color coordinated um neither one of us i guess you would be very irritated by our closet very irritated so i think this is part of just just my personality um i love organization and i do watch the home edit uh they Mm -hmm. are they take they take organization to the next level That's and I'm here for it. <laughs> I love watching it. I'd never be able to do it, but I love watching it. I love knowing That's... this about you too. Like, it just makes me like you so much more. Yeah. Just already, I'm like, I I like your personality and you're sweet and kind. And I'm like, all of this is fun. Like, wh- like don't hide that. Like, yeah. like keep let it perfect. out, right? Okay. Like just... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This conversation <laughs> is so therapeutic. Okay. Yes. So we have your community and and the level and the the your morals and what you embrace and all that good stuff. Now let's talk about connection. Mm. Let's go there. What does connection mean mean to you? Like elaborate. Say elaborate. Say more um, about about <laughs> it and what it has to do with the raft yeah. project. I, yeah. I love your spectrum on this one. You you came up with that. You should take it away. Yeah, we were writing our our book and we were like, what is connection? Because we kept using the word, kept using the word in 28 chapters, kept saying connection. And then the, yeah. I finally started writing the intro chapter and I was like, we got to like define <laughs> this. And I don't know how. But yeah. I have some different opinion on it. I know. It's, it's kind of an amorphous term and I'm sure there's some like, there's some uh, academic literature on it but for us we are like we call ourselves like blue collar emotional workers like we are just we are not academics we're not intellectuals we want to know like on a daily basis how do we do this that's what we want to know and so for me um I think of connection on the continuum with rejection so connections on one end rejections on the other end one says I want to get closer to you like something's happened and I want to get closer and the other one says I'm moving away no, thank yeah. you. And so for me, like if I kind of put my hand up here for Andy to grab, that's a bid for connection. <laughs> and he can either take it, which would be connection, or he could like put his hand in his pocket, which would feel like rejection. Mm-hmm. And so and like- We all feel that. Yeah, it's like if I smile <laughs> at you and you smile back, that's connection. We we just got closer. If you look away, that feels like rejection because I put myself out there and it's not being, does that, does that make sense? That's Absolutely. like, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a level of vulnerability. Going oh, back it to is. Brown. A hundred percent. A vulnerability and putting yourself out there, uh, oh. being willing to put yourself out there, knowing that there's a possibility that you're going to get rejected. I don't, I don't want to over Brene, your audience, but like for anyone who hasn't heard of Brene Brown, like, do it <laughs> just just youtube it but like yeah. one of the things she said that like really did fuck with me is like basically you can you can only love as much as your capacity to be hurt so it's like uh, for like for those of us who like okay then i'm not getting hurt it's like okay well you got a splinter of love and you can work within this splinter of like openness and joy but like 
you can't get further unless you can also open up more. That just, that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's such a, a, a conundrum, something that we just, it's hard because for we don't want to get hurt. So I think I was watching Atlas of the Heart on HBO and she yep. talked about that rejection and how that closes us off. And it just, it builds that wall instead of building a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. That's so good. I love I, that. I take it you've also had some personal experience growing your, your, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> growing your margins. Tough <laughs> Like I, we both, I, we both were pretty people pleasers, like kind of in the yeah, giver. I, I'd say like that giver role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like that has been a, a decade long process of both of us trying to work out of that. Yeah. And like be I, vulnerable, like go there. Like, yeah. Because I mean, it doesn't seem like it's worth it initially, right? Yeah. When like when you're when you're living armored up and like pretty safe, you're like, I got. Why would I step out of this? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But there are perks to it, but like, but yeah, I, I'm just seeing your face. I'm like, I want to hear your story. Is there a story there? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, do you have time? There's a million bajillion stories, yeah. um, that is, which is why, which is what led me to resilience and action, which is what led me to value method, the fight, fight the flight and really led me to taking this path of empowerment and um, really, really uplifting. I wanted to be the person that I wish I had when I was struggling. Um, you know, when I was, uh, going through my really, really dark times when I no longer wanted to be on this earth, I wanted to show up for other people who may be in a similar situation and just be a lighthouse. Yeah. It doesn't have, I don't, it doesn't have to be anything big. doesn't have to be, you know, this grand gesture, just knowing that I'm a lighthouse and you're both. You may be feeling like you're drifting, but you have the power to take control of which way you sail and just sail towards the lighthouse. And that's what EB speaks. That's what Aaron Brown, that's what I am, just a lighthouse for people who are or who are struggling, who feel alone, um, who feel rejected, unwanted, unloved. And just to know that as long as I'm alive and I'm doing the work to that, even when I'm gone, my legacy will live on and you will never, ever, ever be alone. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's stories of, of, of trauma, childhood, sexual abuse. Um, My birth mother decided to do drugs and was like, (laughs) so my grandparents raised me. Um, you know, and just being a, being a lesbian and figuring out what that was and why I felt so different from such a, such a, such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being black, like <laughs> there's, a, there's so many layers that mm-hmm. it is, uh, life got really exhausting. So I had to take a step back and figure out who I was and what space I wanted to take up in this world. And once I did that, I was able to, my motto has always been leave this world better than you found it, starting with yourself. Mm-hmm. So once I put in the work inward, I am now able to share it with 
other people so they can know that, yeah, life may be super shitty right now, but there's always hope. And that's what I wanted to drive home with everything that I do. Can I, can I rebound off of that one? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you said before, like start with yourself. Like I hearing, hearing the first, the first kind of like part of that story there, I was like, just, we've had this conversation hundreds of times, right? Like I came from a very different background. Like, honestly, I, I mean, I, I was a little daunted when I was looking back over some of your other guests. Cause I'm like, I am not the trauma poster child. I'm like, I came from a two parent home where I always felt loved like upper middle class white male. I mean, like, I just like, I have had so much that was like made in your favor for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Like my parents paid for my college. Like, I, I mean, I just, but through that time, I, as a young kid, I felt very much broken. Like I was the bad one and like, I could help other people, but only, but I was beyond help. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, like, like my thing over and over. I'm like, I just want to help people. I just want to help people. And I, I, I felt like I could give out um, and tell people they weren't broken. They were loved. They were blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the conversation was over, I felt like the, there was nothing good that would come from my life either except maybe a meaningful death right Mm -hmm. so yeah just learning that that is actually like until you do your own work people can't receive what you don't have I mean we've talked about this so many times where it's like if I can't believe it for myself like there's a there's a wall when I'm trying to tell someone else something that I can't believe like yeah, or as parents, go. like yeah. as parents, kids absorb uh, what you are, not what you say. What you believe. Yeah. And like. other people are the same way. I mean, it's like people absorb who we are and the work that we've done and what we what's happening in our inner world, not the words that are coming out of our mouth. And that's terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I know you know this, right? But I want to let you know that you you said a meaningful death but mm-hmm. i want you to know that you were able to have all those conversations so that is that is your superpower that you're able to look inward understand that there are some things that we're always going to be working on we're yeah. we are ever growing we're ever becoming ever being uh but knowing that that's what keeps that's honestly what keeps me alive to this day is showing up knowing that perfect example. I was at my nine to five and one of my coworkers looked at me and was like, Aaron, like, how do you, how do you keep it together? Because him and I had had conversations about mental health and, and suicide and all of that, all that not so glamorous stuff. And I yeah. said, I have, so many people watching me now mm-hmm. and I did that on purpose right I purposely put myself in that position because if I ever think that I am no longer needed in this world and I need to take myself out that gives them permission to say hey you know what I'm going to take myself out too 
and I'm mm-hmm. not owning that. So that was just, that's just a little, a little strategy that I, that helps me navigate it because I've attempted suicide a few times. Um, and I feel like maybe those thoughts, depending on what's going on, the situations, the life experiences, those thoughts sometimes never go away. Super, super transparent moment. So I am, we, we are, we just moved. We're in a financial like situation, right? That transition. Mm -hmm. And me and my wife, we are jokesters. We kid all the time to the point where people will be like, are they fighting? Like, no, we're just, (laughs) we're just reckless with each other. (laughs) Like, but it's all love. And she, she said something yesterday and she said, I I did something. And she was like, I I hope you slip and die. Now, (laughs) now I'm giggling, right? It's a little (laughs) uncomfortable, right? To let people in, right? And now any other time I laugh, because that's literally how the people around us know that we joke like that and maybe it works for us right but in that moment I was knowing that we're in this financial bind and I may not I'm not in a position to help as much as I I feel like I should be helping right and I had a moment and we had to talk about it because she's like we've we joke like this all the time babe what is going on and I said I have to have a moment of transparency with you that this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. And our mm-hmm. brains tend to set us up <laughs> and, and really, really dictate the narrative that goes on in our minds. Mm-hmm. And we have to build up that resilience, that resistance to recognize it and then do what you need to do to make the, the steps to adjust and change that narrative. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you were like one of your, it sounds like one of your first moves was to like pull her aside and just be like, Hey, you know, this is reach out. Yeah. This is yeah. where I'm at and just let her know and stuff like that. And I think, I mean, I love this conversation that we're able to have because I feel like yeah. the minute you say suicide, yeah. people go. Oh, it's so, it's so taboo still. It's so taboo, but but so many people go through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people. And yeah. 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 And like, you, like you're saying, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead. No, I want you to open up. I see you put your head down and tell, <laughs> tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> I, mean, I have some very visual cues. Like my hands are always oh, in yeah. my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it is, it is taboo to talk about suicide in the past. And it's like triply taboo to talk about suicide present. Yeah. And like, like we, we were in therapy and like my therapist calls it passively suicidal. And yeah. I'm like, I have been actively suicidal, um, but I've been passively suicidal for a long time um, until 2019 was when we were talking about having a kiddo. And we basically had that conversation of like, I mean, Kayla's basically said like, if this is still on the table, I'm not going to have a kid. And I, I, I weighed the options and decided like, okay, I can manage this amount of pain indefinitely, I think, and I will take it off the table. So that was our like burn the ships conversation. Yeah. So, but like you said, like the feelings 
don't, don't go, away. go away no of That's course not, not a thing so it's like even after that like there's been so many times when you know I had a major kind of sickness issue coming up and I'm like maybe it's just my time right you know that that feeling of like I wouldn't mind if tomorrow like if nothing I did nothing wrong but tomorrow like it's all I just over. don't wake up yeah right and I that is sad to talk about but that is I think I don't know I don't have a stat on that but I mean uh, many of my friends are in a similar position and I think many of the people that we interact with on a daily basis yeah. do not really want to wake up tomorrow ideally but we might but wouldn't be so bad if we didn't yeah. but I'm like we don't talk about it no one talks about that hey 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 did you know I wrote a book it's called the value method five steps to unlocking your greatest potential and in it I share just that Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. You're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. And it should be more. We should talk about it more. I feel like there's... um. There, the stigma and then religion plays a part into it. And there's just so much that people, I'd rather just harbor it and deal with it on my own than to, I don't want to lean in. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if I lean in, people are going to lean away. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the narrative and that's the story that society has told us. But mm-hmm. from my experience, yeah. when you lean in, people lean in closer yeah it's that invitation like it's when someone reaches their hand out yeah like we as people genuinely would like to go like grab that hand unless there's a a reason not to right like (sighs) yeah it's a human need I mean we're we're mammals we're pack animals we're like (laughs) at our core we're very tribal and and I think our, our, you know, very Westernized society is like, put us all in these little boxes we call houses and then, and then like, don't talk to each other. But that, that really goes against our instinct. It goes against the way our brains are cre- created, evolved, whatever your belief is. And we're killing, I mean, we're literally killing ourselves because we're all in our little bubbles and we think it's just us. And it's like the messaging is so pervasive. Like you said, there's some very prominent voices and has been for centuries that tell us, you know, you don't need each other. You just, you know, you're enough for you. Yeah. You're enough or, for you. You should just love yourself more. <laughs> or you stay around those uh those like-minded individuals. Like those people who who think exactly like you. Yeah. And you don't need to understand anybody else's point of view, their perspective. Yeah. And that is so detrimental to the flourishing of society in a natural, realistic, nurturing way. Yes. Well, I mean, Absolutely. I'm I hope my analogy is right. I'm not a much of a plant guy. I kill plants like crazy. <laughs> but like when you're pollinating plants, like when a bee pollinates plants, it doesn't pollinate the same five plants, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need everything in that little bee's zone Flying. to like, yeah. yeah, like we can't survive if we only like share with five people. It just doesn't, doesn't work that way. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I believe that 
I know uh, Glennon Doyle has a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. I love it, right? Um, I believe that we can do hard things, but I also believe that we are not meant to do hard things alone. Thank you. I was like, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) We are not meant to do hard things alone. And what society has told us is that we must. We have to save ourselves. Don't be vulnerable. Don't show emotion. Or if you show emotion, it's got to be anger. It's got to be pissed off. Don't be happy. Don't celebrate. And that is so, that narrative is just super shitty. (laughs) It's so dangerous. It's it's not accurate either. That's the other thing. Like it's, it's not accurate. And if you are talking with someone else in your exact identical situation, you're, you would tell your friends something different, right? You're like, I don't actually think this about you. Yeah. Me on the other hand. Yeah. Like I no one else you ever yeah. shut up. I'm really glad you told me. Now I'm gonna go back to my house and not <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like we we go through these struggles and like we we feel badly. And except for some reason we think we're that it's wrong to feel badly, or like we're the only ones who do. But like when we're having this conversation, it's, it's like, okay, maybe life is not that happy right now. Like legitimately that makes and sense like and it's absolutely okay for life not to be happy right now yeah is a highlight reel yes life exactly. sucks sometimes yeah embrace yeah. it and like when you can acknowledge like for for me in 2019 when i'm like okay i will not kill myself then i started to get a little uncomfortable over the next few months because i'm like well, this kind of sucks. There's and if I'm no going to be way. here, I'm going to change it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> acknowledging, like, I am not happy with things the way they are. This is not fun. My day-to-day is not fun. I don't like it. Like, there are some ways to improve that. And it's like, you could just take your hand off of the sandpaper for a little, like that, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you could learn to deal with the sandpaper just constantly scratching. It's like, or there's a way to like, maybe like change things where it actually is happier yeah it's like like what tony robbins says either change your circumstances or change what you think about yeah your mindset or your state change change your state i'm like (laughs) sometimes you do need to change your state sometimes um i had a good manager who once said like when it comes to people change your people or change your people and i think that translates to (laughs) that's really good change your people And I think that translates to people, to situations, to experiences, like change it. And if you can't change it, change it. It sounds like you're talking in circles, but I think we, we get exactly what is being said, right? Yeah. And just bouncing back, I love your dark humor. Like, uh, I'm like, dark humor is the best because it lets us talk about things that we normally wouldn't. Yeah. Right. Where she's like, how are you feeling? You're like, pretty good right versus like ah like I could really use your life insurance right now you'd be like yeah but also that did make me feel a little sort of way but like no I don't know we were talking about this the other day when it's like when when you're talking with people who are not in a good place I think dark humor is actually like the best like talking with someone who's like kind of like yeah oh no my life is fucked right now like dark humor is really fun because yeah. it lets you like connect with someone in a way that you wouldn't normally be able to yeah but like like we were talking about like with the people who aren't in a bad place 
who love people who are that that may be where like the dark humor becomes more painful than yeah cathartic but i'm like like if you found your family member you know after they had done something and then yeah. someone thinking about it that would be kind of hard but the people who are going through it i think it's not hard at all yeah it's better. it makes it a it, it's i like live in a space of dark humor believe it or not like yes. i i i thrive there I like to laugh at really, really inappropriate things. <laughs> and, My two oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just, that's just where I am. <laughs> and I think that's where I've always been. And I probably I'm owning it. That's where I always be is I'm going to laugh. I'm going to feel my emotions. And obviously emotional awareness is a thing. Sure. And being very emotional, intelligent about, and, and reading a room. Yeah. But the I, I I'm gonna always I'm gonna always turn to humor because that's one of my defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's a very adaptive defense mechanism. Yeah, but but yeah, you've got to like watch yourself on count up how many times you like avoided your emotions today <laughs> with yeah. humor. <laughs> You're like, oh, I didn't deal with anything today. I just made a joke about it. And it went on like nothing was wrong. Literally dying inside. Yes. Yes. And it's not just you. And it's not just me. And it's not just the funny guys at the office. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like my favorite shows are The Office and This Is Us. Like two very different styles. But I'm like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. t- totally but like I, I love them both so much yeah. they're they're my favorite but like yeah some open the doors to conversation others just make me like ball my freaking eyes out but yeah like, <laughs> yeah this is honestly that was yeah anyways that's another detour that we could go down but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it I love it what what inspires you to hmm. that's a great question hmm. I think um, for me, trying to think about how to say this without being overly religious. I I grew up pretty um, pretty evangelical, gotcha. and so <laughs> I think for me, I've always cared about. Maybe I'll just you know what we're going there. Just just what. just say, I want at the yeah, end of the day, authenticity yeah. is the key. So I mean, I think about like. Eden and how that was and in that belief system how heaven will be and like my heart has always been to get us as close as we possibly can get to that kind of utopia to that oasis like I care about people being hurt I care about the environment being hurt I care about animals being hurt like I just I want everyone to thrive I want everyone to like be their best self their most authentic self I want everyone to feel safe and have an abundant like more than enough for them like I don't want there to be any lack um so that's I don't know that's like a really left field but that that's that's me that's what inspires you no you inspire that's that's a hundred percent accurate it is (laughs) I'm gonna say this without saying it so I'm just gonna say it just do it just just do it just say it I think so many times, like <laughs> some people could say the same thing and it could be just wrapped in like hate and bitterness. Um, yeah. Like for you, it is not like- I just want is... everyone to be okay. Like I want everyone to be well and happy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your turn. 
<laughs> we're kind of like yin and yang here are, because like she she's been pretty happy yeah, yeah. <laughs> genuinely. genuinely like you're genuinely quite a happy person yeah. like for me it's it's more like my my life kind of consistent things like I just want to help people like I don't want people to feel the way that I have felt so I I try and go first and and help them not feel uh alone or, or broken but um but like it actually, I feel like you said inspired. I was like chewing on that because I'm like, that's kind of a run from versus a run to goal, right? Mm-hmm. But like we with our, our kid, like I love our boy. And like my like actual inspiration, I think is for people to feel loved as like genuinely lovable as who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Like I- Like Sam like Sammy yeah. like he is like he is kind he's sweet he's caring he is he is he started innocent right like and he does shit of course he does but he's a toddler he's trying to figure out what gravity is and what boundaries are and what will and won't work and like it pisses me off but he's not being malicious about it yeah. and it's like I think I would love for I would love to like for myself for him for others just to genuinely feel loved for being who they are without the many layers of bullshit that we put on that without Uh, expectations yeah Yeah. like mr rogers right i mean i honestly i didn't watch mr rogers as a kid we kind of crapped on it but like oh 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 here it is That makes me so happy. I didn't know that existed. Like that is that's so amazing. Sweet. You said uh you want animals to be happy and be well as well. Hey. Yes, those are like our people. We're like <laughs> I I have so much respect for them because I think when you get sometimes when people reach celebrity status, like people go digging on them and then like mm-hmm. stuff comes out and, and they weren't the person that they portrayed. And like those two guys are like, mm-hmm. I, yep. I'm not heard any like scandal about them yet. And I'm like, you guys lived the life that you said you lived and you mm-hmm. cared as much as you said you care. And like, yeah, yeah they you are cared yourself and we fell in love with you. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm waiting to grab one of Bob Ross. Yes. I was wondering if, if he was on that. <laughs> I have one yet, but it's coming. That's you awesome. Know. I love that so much. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful. A beautiful day. <laughs> Could you be mine? <laughs> I love it. I'm really, I, and I enjoy and I admire them too so much um, because I feel like if there were something, we would know about it. And, and today, like cancel culture, I don't know how you two feel about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really like forward at one point and then I stopped and I thought because that really gives no one grace and space to grow. Yeah. We don't think- go ahead. No, you go. Mm-mm. Interrupting you. I have no, a you're fine. I want you to talk. You tell me what you think. <laughs> like. I think, are you familiar with Bo Burnham at all? The comedian slash silly songwriter? I don't know. Um, 
it does not ring a bell. There may be something that I know and I just don't know that's who it was. I'm sure that is the case. <laughs> quite a bit, but his sounds are. So I, I think that there is a big difference in cancel culture between when someone um, acknowledges that what they did was fucked up. Yes. And like, so he's one, he started comedy young. I don't know, 16, something like that. And like, and he, he, he crossed some lines. He says some stuff. Across. <laughs> yeah. And, and like to hear him talk about it is fascinating because he's like, oh, like a hundred percent, like it was, it was terrible. I, I didn't know. I, I, I went for it. I missed the mark. I've learned blah, 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 blah. Like I would never say it again. Like, and like when, and he's still doing comedy, but like, I, I have a lot of respect for that where it's like, okay, this is what I believe then. I have so like, <laughs> Yeah, we we grew up. We grew up. I grew up. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> tell my story. I grew up very religious and judgmental, and I was a huge dick internally <laughs> towards people who were not like me. Yeah, and like, and if you go back on my every so often, Facebook will pull up like a ten year ago it's memory. Like- I'm like, oh god. <laughs> but. And if someone, if someone's like, did you not say it? I'd be like, I 100% did. I have learned and I'm still learning and I fucked up and I'm really sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, I think there's a big difference between that and like, oh, I, everyone makes mistakes. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. now it's boot. Right. I think I'm That's for, I'm for cancel culture when it means accountability. I, when it I means think, accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of people go, oh, it's cancel. I'm like, listen, if they did that, they should go to jail. That's because that's a crime. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how we've set up society. If you're a teacher and you're molesting your students, it's not cancel culture for us to boot you from being a teacher and send you to jail. Absolutely. Like, but I also don't agree with like the mob mentality of like, I think there's a difference between, you know, the things that you did maybe disqualifying you from, from certain jobs versus like, you're just a shit human being. We don't care about you anymore. We don't care about your problems. And we don't think that there could be any like, hope for you yeah. right there's a difference huge difference yeah, yeah. I, I believe that at a certain point we should give grace and yeah. I also think that as as a as a as a human being right you know what you did back in the day right I know yeah. Yeah, you know. I've said some shit you know <laughs> I know. Oh God. They're so uneducated. Just so uneducated. It was just so just very much, you know, one way I used to think. And and I won't even say it was like radical, but yeah. I will I used to think us a, a specific way. And mm-hmm. if anybody were to ask me it, ask me about it, I'd absolutely like, yeah. So this is what I used to think, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. but here is everything that I unlearned and then here's everything that I've learned to, because we can uproot the seeds, but if we don't replace them with something, that seed (laughs) will probably sprout right back up. Right. Because, because it it needs something to cultivate. Mm -hmm. So you need to, um, what did you unlearn? Uh, What did you relearn? And how has that process made you a better person? Oh boy. I think it's I think it's important too to like at least for me, like embracing uncertainty has been a huge, a huge breath of fresh air where it's like I, I look back and I see how wrong I was 
over the last, let's just say 10 years. And I'm like a hundred percent, I'm going to be equally wrong about things that I believe firmly now, 10 years from now and 10 years from then, 10 years from then and science over 50 years is going to change. And I'm like, I just, when we hold on to something is I, I understand the one right way that it is. And everyone who disagrees with me is wrong. I'm like, man, we are setting ourselves up for like a SmackDown. Yep. Um, but yeah, in I believe opinion. there's, there's more than one way to do anything, right? There's more than right. one way to, to be. Right. And for us to say that, no, you, it, you've got to be this way. You've got to be this way. You've got to be this way. Like, unless it's like racism or obviously something like that, like, no, racism is wrong across the board. There's no, right. like, well, maybe a little right. <laughs> dark humor. Dark <laughs> well, maybe this a little racism. Spoken like a true white male. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're racism light. <laughs> Yep. Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> so there's some things oh, that just, just aren't. No. They're n- non-negotiables, right? But I think there's room for, for others that's not that's yeah. not like impeding on somebody's like ability to live uh, and be a free in America, which is what we are all here to be, right? Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it comes to impeding on someone's um, rights, then that's a whole nother conversation because there's a, that's some non-negotiable yeah. stuff right there. But, you know, shit, I don't even know where the hell I was going. We got started <laughs> laughing about racism. You pulled and- it back. <laughs> no, you you're, like- back. you're like, and... <laughs> We've got to get driving to Tucson right back. Uh, driving at Tucson <laughs> right on back around. <laughs> I just, it's just super, super important to, to, to find the space and the hold space for others. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's good. Another Brene-ism, but like, it's hard to hate people up close. Yeah. Right. Like that, that blew my mind where it's like you have a persona an image of like what you've been told to fear what you've been told is evil what you've been told is like destroying civilization as we know it right and then you get with those people and you're like wait a minute you're not you're You're really nice (laughs) yeah you're like you're really nice and yeah like growing up I remember thinking that like I mean if I I remember thinking everyone in a certain political party just wanted to murder babies and i'm just like actually none of them that i've ever met yeah have been out talking about how great it is to murder babies i'm like what do you know they actually care about babies yeah huh. <laughs> shocker yeah shocker okay. yeah that's like didn't see that coming asked, yeah what? i know she asked like what you like what your journey was oh did you ask 
Well, I'm I sorry. I thought that was a hypothetical question, but you was, but like you just got out and uh, you you met people, you um read things, and <laughs> w- would you repeat the question? I'm sorry, I genuinely missed it. I wish I could. Um, I <laughs> we got talking about some really good shit, and that's right. yeah. I think she she was just saying like like what was your journey um to becoming like the person that you are because you had said like I've had some things to learn and some ways to grow and I mean like you know as his wife watching him go through that like you're like I can tell you just made you coming in clutch (laughs) we were talking about those five people right like just kind of pollinating and like meeting people outside of those five people and just you know, hearing their life stories and things like your podcast. I mean, we were both very sheltered and like, just like hearing what people go through as kind of a normal part of their lives. Like I, we just, we didn't understand shit and we still don't. And we're just learning, but yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah, both grew up painfully sheltered. Um, but, but truly I just remember like some of the first times where I'm like, yeah, I'm. I? I'm trying. I, I, I if you're problem. if you're like stumbling because I'm trying to decide want to like say something. I want you to show up authentically as you are. My audience knows that I will always stand by authenticity. So if that's what you're, I want you you're to. Smart. You're very smart, perceptive, and oh I love boy. it. So here we go. Can I just preface by saying I'm sorry? And <laughs> I want. <laughs> I'm here for it. We're here for it because this is the space where I have a I have an Instagram Instagram um, and it's called Courageous Conversations. And I feel like what you're about to say is a courageous conversation opener. I I hope so. Like my like I I didn't realize that I was racist against black people and i'm sorry because i already love you but like i i remember some i think it was you was saying like eh, you might be a little bit racist and i don't think i was that nice but go ahead. something like that and i i just remember thinking like no 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 and then the first i remember as we were walking somewhere around downtown tempe and i passed like two white guys college age and i just didn't really give a second thought not past two black guys and I like tensed up and they passed me and I left my guard down and I was like oh fuck yeah. like she might be right she might be on to something <laughs> over the course of 20 seconds I'm like she yeah I oh but I oh think, god uh, to your point though like it is honestly I I had no idea how prevalent racist messaging and ideation is uh until 2020 and um all the stuff that went down you know in june of 2020 and i learned so much that year that i had never known had never heard before and and so it's like i think i think a lot of people are racist and don't know it because it you just what is you just don't know because you don't know and and there's not enough black voices like yourself who are you know well not that it's your job to educate anyone but like you pause really quick because shout out to you for saying that i just i listen i real recognize real and that's (laughs) remember i was telling you about 
like the way I used to think. And that was one yeah. of them. And I still believe that, but I have a little more grace now, but yeah. I, I see you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it's exhausting. I mean, I can't imagine. That was a I very, very exhausting time. Um, I can't imagine. And there was so much going on. And, and then you have like, then you have everything was happening with the buildings being burned and da da da. And my wife is white. At that time, we technical lived... difficulties. Oh, there. Oh no! Oh no! Are we back? Are we back? You're back. Okay. Repeat it. Go ahead. What did you? What's the last thing you heard? The buildings. Oh, where are we going? We keep do, we keep buildings. doing it. Come on, internet! I need you to get it together. Burning buildings. <laughs> where we lost. And everything else that was going on that year in the buildings. Yeah. The buildings. Gotcha. Yes. So my wife is white. And oh, at that time, at that time, yeah. we lived with her mother in West Virginia. Mm. Mm. Fun. That was <laughs> that was an eye eye opening experience for everyone. Yeah. Interesting. Everyone. Um her her mom was really really she was hurt by what happened but i think she was equally hurt a, a by like people like rioting and like burning the build like target and stuff yeah. and yeah. having to have the conversation where <clears throat> it yes this is the reaction but it's a reaction to what yeah it's it was it was hard to have and it was so necessary that yeah. I, where where I don't condone what's happening I understand it because this is where it's rooted from and until we can we can acknowledge and address what it's rooted from that's it's going to that cycle is going to continue yeah well and i i got really frustrated um with with my my people, if you want to call it that, <laughs> like like something, <laughs> I'm like God. How about your camp? I can't. Yeah, the people camp. that look like me, the Mayo Brigade, whatever you want to call them, like like something terrible, terrible happens, and I see nothing, no outrage, nothing, and then reaction to the terrible thing happens, and all of a sudden everybody's got something to say, and I'm like, guys no yeah bad please stop like it, it is and I can't imagine how frustrating I mean that that was like frustrating for me as just having empathy for the situation but like actually going through it and I like I want to apologize and I'm not going to because that's annoying too but there's there's some healing that needs to happen and that's what I will say yeah. I see you and I appreciate you <laughs> Change first, then healing. Okay. Yes. That was, that was, that was truly like brand, I, I hate to say like brand new information, but like 20, that 2020 year was like the start of brand new information for yeah. us where I'm like, I, I wanted to be a, a cop growing up or military or something. And I'm, and I was very, very, very pro police and in, in other ways I still am, but like. Absolutely. That, yeah. Yeah, that challenged so much, so much for me that I had just taken as an inherent truth. Like I've never had a problem with cops. Cops like me. 
I liked cops. Like I always got like the the pass, like the the good old boy pass. And it wasn't until I started talking to people and hearing people, I'm like, my experience, like something that I have deemed unquestionably true, like this is all I've ever experienced. This is my worldview, right? I'm like, people are outside of here sharing incredibly different experiences that I'm like, after hearing enough of that and like, it just, you hit that moment. Challenge yourself, yeah. Where you're like, I don't think my reality is reality. Like, I think this is, this is my experience. Your reality. Right. Is not your reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think we're all living in our own type of reality, our own set of standards and all that good stuff. But being able to look outside and really, really bring in that perspective. I think perspective is such a such a missed opportunity um and i just feel like if we have more conversations like this this will open us up to to having more empathy for one another uh to challenge what you think you knew and then be willing to unlearn that thing and learn something new listen and believe i think that's That's 2020 listen and believe that believe part that believe part it's it's i can i can tell you my life experience yeah yeah but you can always challenge that because you have never experienced it doesn't fit that that wouldn't happen exactly right and and no and realizing that that is off by so much it opens us up to to new connection and new community and see how we just tied that right back to the beginning of this episode (laughs) that was beautiful (laughs) it was so good really and that's yeah one of the reasons I think we're not afraid to kind of share what we thought and who we were because like there are people who feel that same way now and I hope that they I hope that they hear this and like, just challenge a little bit, just like read yeah. something you don't normally read, listen to somebody you don't normally listen to. Like, yeah. Oh, um, Oprah and Bruce Perry wrote a book. Um, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Have you read it? Mm-hmm. I have that on my, um, audible. Yes. Oh, nice. I just finished it on Libby a couple <laughs> months ago. I'm like, but there's a, there's a section towards the end and I'm, I'm going to miss her terms. So forgive me, Oprah. Um, but but basically there's a difference between uh, yeah forgive me as i stumble through it. there's a difference between like racism in the sense that like i believe you are less than i am versus the like inherent kind of like you said like our reality like kind of the the things in our reality where it's like you have racial tendencies racist tendencies maybe is like a better way to say it where it's like she said it so well and i'm like i'm I'm fucking this up here. Go read her book. Go read her book. Go it's read. A good book. But like, but when people are responding so negatively, where it's like, I'm not a racist. It's like, you can have racial biases mm-hmm. without being a motherfucking racist, yeah. right? So it's, so it's like, we can, if we can talk about our racial biases, that without like, I guess I should say like, without jumping right into like, oh God, being a terrible person. Right? Like, that doesn't help anyone. When you 
when you click into that shame and you're like, you're shut down, you're not learning, you're not listening, mm-hmm. you're not growing. But it's like, we can't have the conversations because people like, I'm not. And it's like, okay, are there any things like maybe misconceptions that like, maybe you just didn't know because you never met many people that weren't your family or like, exactly. like we can have like, these conversations. And again, when I, when I find it, I'm going to text you or email you be like, this is the word and I, I missed it. But the book is really good and it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 110%. I had a, a, a situation I was at work the other day and a lady came up to me and I was working ironically with the bananas and she goes, you know, people have no sense of humor nowadays. I'm like, what? well, why do you say that? She goes, well, there was a guy over there who had a cart full of the front of his thing. He had a lot of bananas. And I said, what do you got? A bunch of monkeys at home? And he didn't find it funny. I said, ma'am, I'm going to ask you, I said, I have one question for you. Oh, man. I said, I have one question for you. I said, uh, I said, what color was that man? Oh, God. What color was that man? Did she just receive? And she just took a deep ass breath as she should have. And, and I don't blame her because maybe it never clicked. Maybe she just did not know. Sure. I, you got to give people grace sometimes. And sure. in that moment, I needed to give grace. And I said, you know, that could have been taken very, very wrongly. Do you understand yeah. why? So that was such a teachable moment. And then she was a, she was a, oh, she was an older lady as well. So Maybe it wasn't really a teachable moment. Maybe she knew exactly what she was doing. I don't know. But I choose to try to see the good in people and give them that grace that doesn't always happen because sometimes people just don't earn that. Um, But, you know, it just goes to back to the conversation, like, you know, just people not knowing. Yeah. Um, And then not willing to do the work. You two have shown that you willing to do the work and and do the inner work the heart work it's hard work and then there's heart work mm-hmm. and that heart work is where it, it it's nasty it's messy it's dirty you're going to want to quit and cry and give up but yeah. once you you get that nasty to gook out and you start to really see that heart beat you can recognize another heartbeat Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really, I appreciate your conversation. You ask yeah. great questions, and you're good at this. Oh, thank you so much. I know. Look, we didn't went over an hour. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> over an like, hour. This has been I, so happy. Yeah, for- I'm. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation in this moment today, um, because who knows what. Like I said, there's no script, so I don't know what we're going to talk about. I just, <laughs> we just talk. And as the conversation goes, and then I'll stare it this way, stare it that way. Um, so this conversation may have looked different if we had talked another time. So I'm really, yeah. really glad that we got the space to talk in this moment. Um, how can we find you on social media and how can we support you? Oh, you're so sweet to ask. That's really kind um we are on facebook instagram tiktok as um at the raft project 
super easy. And then we do have our, our book is coming out next week um, on the fourth. And so if you're, if you're a reader, I'm not really a reader, but if I'm you're a reader, reader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, maybe check it out, see if it's the right fit for you and your life right now. It's called good and you, but good and you, if good we you. like, we've kind of got two different parts to our, our thing is like our, our mission which I mean, essentially, like, that's kind of the, the big goal is that we become obsolete in what we're doing, because people are just doing it themselves. So like, mm -hmm. if we can, if we could just maybe encourage people, like, try going there first in small, safe, measurable doses, where it's like, it's not overexposing, but like, start running little tests and see if people are ready to meet you with your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Like that has has changed our life. And it's just been the, the metrics are really good. Like a lot of people are there to support um, if you ask for a small amount of safe support for yourself. Yeah. So like, yes, you we, we would love to be followed and like the book and everything like, but but just please like go first and be there for someone else and like be willing to let them be there for you. I think that would be our mission minded ask, I guess. I love that. I love that. I love the work that you two are doing and mm -hmm. all the work that is still to come. Um, I don't see you letting up off the gas anytime soon as you shouldn't. You should just go. Go while you have the momentum. Go while you have the drive. Go when you don't have the drive and do it anyway because mm -hmm. there's people out there that need your message. There's people out here that need to hear from you that can can connect with you and relate to you so regardless of what's happening obviously we have to take care of ourselves first but yeah. once we do that once we pour into ourselves I want you two to continue pouring into each other and pouring into your community I love that and thank You're you so sweet. yeah like love you like thank yeah. you so much for holding this space for like for us to be vulnerable and and safe with you and and to have these conversations that are difficult, I mean, especially suicide, racism. Like, I mean, we went we're there. Just, we're we definitely went there today. <laughs> but like, you've made this very safe and caring, and and I I hope that it is is good for you and and your audience. Like, it has benefited me just internally. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. That's. This is this is why I do this to hold that space for people to t share their stories, um, and we can connect as human beings. We're just human beings trying to have a greater human experience, and one of the best ways I know how to do that is through connection, through sharing of stories, and collecting them and just sharing them with other people who who need to hear the message. So, Thank you. Thank you. I have one more question before I let you two go. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. What does resilience mean to you? Resilience. I have a definition. No, <laughs> I, uh... I like, if you need one, I got one. <laughs> Use that word in a sentence. Do you have an answer for yourself? To me, this is uh, it's probably not going to be a very normal answer, but like to me, it's having the support and the tools you need to to handle what life throws at you. 
So I think like, I think a lot of times we think of resilience as like, oh, it's just this inner thing. Like somehow you make it through or whatever. And like, I, I need to challenge myself to see it more as like, who was in your life at the time? Like who was there for you? Who like helped you at the grocery store? Who um, gave you that word of wisdom that you needed? Like, mm. like, and I think the people that aren't resilient are the people that don't have that, like the tools and the support structure wow. to get through it. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. brilliant. I love that. Resilience oh, is not <laughs> linear. It's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, that is, that is solid because like, yeah, you can, you can be as resilient as the resources. That That's you have, right. That's right? it. Watch it. He just convinced the entire thing that I just said in one sentence. I'd never, that, that was so a good, good thing. I've never thought about it. Like, You're resilient uh, as your resources. That's really for, good. For me, I think it's like lowering the bar, um, which is kind of, again, kind of a, a backwards answer. But for like losing the requirement of perfection mm. and like being willing to accept a process and accept uncertainty and accept mistakes and like it it becomes a lot less scary when it's it's not like man you fucked up you're never gonna make it so it's like oh yeah you're learning like okay like the resilience is a lot easier to do when it's like yeah I ate that for sure <laughs> like that didn't go well that's okay we'll learn I got 50 more years and we'll figure something out and like well, it's just one little bump in the road. So that's kind of like the internal and external balance on resilience in our I perspective. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And both, and I've, I, I asked that question at the end of all of my interviews and I always get so many different answers and it's beautiful the way re people relate to resilience in their own life experiences. And, yeah. and collectively what I always see, the one thing that I always can recognize and pick up on is resilience is always in action mm. like it's always a doing whether it's it's reaching out to someone or yeah. whether it's the bounce back or whether it's the inner work or whatever it's always the doing that allows us to have that greater human experience what that's what's really yours good. i think I'm, she I'm so said it that that is your person that's your personal i'm like because i know you've been, you've been learning i'm like what is it in your life that that is resilience so resilience to me is em embracing the fall mm. is is learning that learning that you're going to fall you're going to make a mistake you're going to say some fucked up shit you're going to something's going to happen and you're going to stumble but mm. resilience is finding your footing, finding the resources, finding a way to, to recover from whatever it is that, whatever that situation was, is finding a way to recover. I, I, I use the analogy of like a, um, a stunt person, a stunt man, a stunt woman, yeah. and they've learned how to master the fall right mm. when you see them they're falling down the steps and it's a stunt person they're supposed to right we're supposed to fall because we're not <laughs> meant not to fall all the way down yeah we're supposed to to you know have these obstacles and some of them are man-made some of them are made in our heads like i talked about the narrative but mastering that fall mastering the fall so that when you get up the next time, 
um, you learn something from it. So whereas you know you're going to fall again, but it may not be, be because of that. It may be because of this, you know, it's just a, a different a different way to recover when things don't go your way. I'm like an alliteration nerd. So I'm like, I'm hearing a lot of R's. I'm like, recover, resilience, the, reco- <laughs> the resilience of recovery. And I'm like, I'm like, I'll chew on this for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's where I live. That's I love it. And the resilience. Um, my, my entire life, our lives, the fact that we're even here and we're able to have this conversation is because of the resilience that's, that we've been able to develop over time. Yeah. Thank you for developing yours. Yeah. Your hard work is appreciated. Yeah. We're glad you're still here. Just and we're and we're glad. Me and is the wall. I'm actually glad that you two are still still here and still with us and you know and raising your your little boy and and just being the best, knowing that being the best parent that you can be in the moment. Yeah. That's that's major. Um and now, now I feel absolutely comfortable knowing that you're raising a smart, intuitive, and intelligent, just human being. As great, he's a, he's a cool person. I can imagine <laughs> he's got some cool parents. So, Aww, <laughs> thank you too so much for spending some time with me today. Thank Same. you for having us. Seriously. I followed you on your conversations. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yes, but. Thank you. This has been course. a huge, like, bright spot in, in our, at least for my day. And, like, yeah. I love connection. It is my shit. So thank <laughs> you so much for, for going there first of us. Of course. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.